Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks this morning and uh, on our 63rd podcast entitled Do Your Duty. And what a week we've had so far talking about being quiet and uh, letting God work and being merry, being happy, uh, having that right continence, making a difference in people's life, trusting in God and uh, trusting in Him alone to give you your happiness and not trying to bounce off your circumstances or your situations or anything like that, but knowing that God alone can provide happiness, knowing that uh, God can give us happiness. We talked, we we got weird, Stephanie, talking about ER and uh, and Tigger and... and uh, uh, that he was bouncy, flouncy, trouncy, full of fun, fun, fun. The most wonderful thing about Tiggers is he's the only one, or I'm the only one, I think he used to say. That was a pretty cool Tigger right there. That was a good character. And so, but now we're coming to a place so we're, we're quiet and we're letting the Lord work. We're happy. We're trusting in the Lord. We know that his plan makes sense. We remember that verse we closed with yesterday, and we know in Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So we know that everything worked together, but we also have responsibilities for God. We have duties in God's army, Stephanie. We used to we used to have a list of duties that we had to do in the army. Nobody, uh, nobody had to guess what their job was as a soldier in the United States Army. You were handed a piece of paper and all your jobs were on there. And every day of your life, while a member of the United States Army, another duty was added. I mean, I'm telling you what, you did more work in the Army by 9 o'clock than most people do all day. That's the truth. It's not just a commercial. It's the way it is. But God expects us to do our duty as well. God expects us to hold our role with Him. God expects us to be in a place where uh, we rejoice in our duty with Him, where we where we take what we learned, where we're quiet and we're, we're gleaning from Him, where we're happy and trusting in Him, where we're enjoying doing our job. And, and I can tell you this, dear friends, when I was in the army, there were those you wanted to work with, and there were those you wanted to work for you because they were those people. They were those people that made a difference that God could use. And I was thinking a little while ago, Stephanie, I don't, I don't think I ever told you this story, uh, but years ago, I had a soldier come in to paint my office, and uh, he uh, uh, he was one of these kids that we had five or ten of them. They sent me over from a, a training battalion. They had just finished their training to be infantrymen. In the United States Army, one of one of the greatest calls any American can ever have. But they came over to my office, and I told everybody to put on your physical training gear. Back then, it was gray shorts and a gray shirt, upside down. So if you got paint on them, you didn't ruin them, you know. And I told them to come over and paint. So uh, five people show up. One guy shows up in uniform. He's wearing a uniform, and the other four are ready to go. The uniform's upside down. They're ready to paint. And I take them around the office and show them what I need them to do and tell them the good news today is pizza day. I'm buying all the pizza you can eat, all the Coca-Cola you can drink. And man, they thought like they were living good, you know. And I said to this one soldier, I said, now, what is your private BDU? You're in BDUs or your battle dress uniform and everybody else has got their PT gear on. And he said, at that time, I was a master sergeant. He said, master sergeant, he said, "Uh, I couldn't find my left sneaker. And I looked at him and I said, so Private BDU, are you telling me that your duty, uh, you lost your left sneaker, that there's somebody on this base with one leg, 
wearing a size 11 and a half sneaker right now. <laughs> and you only have your right one. And uh, and you're down here in your BDU. So I, I had to make him like the gopher, you know, to carry paint around. Well, that name stuck. And uh, I called him Private BDU. That was his nickname. And everybody called him Private BDU. His drill sergeant, his first sergeant. I told everybody, that's Private BDU. There's a, left, uh, there's a guy missing his right leg wearing one sneaker base right now. Gerald Sargent went and found his shoe. Even people in the army need parents, man. Like my mom, I can't find my shoes. You know, well, uh, his drill sergeant, uh, his mom at that point, also known as drill sergeant, found the shoe under the bed. And uh, But anyway, we called this guy Private BDU and said he wasn't ready for his duty. We made him do like a million push-ups. We picked on him, but inside we really loved Private BDU. Now here's the end of the private BDU story. Well, he was he was a born again Christian, but uh, he he retired from the United States Army as a lieutenant colonel, ranger officer in the United States Army. And every time he would send me an email or a note, up to a couple of years ago, I'd still hear from him. He would always sign it private BDU. <laughs> I wasn't ready for my duty, and that's how he ended everyone. Well, we need to be ready for our duty with God. We need to trust God and be ready for our duty. We need to step out and be ready for our duty. Now, this is what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter number 12, verse 13. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of a man. And then in verse 14, it says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So, so God knows our work. He knows what we're doing. He knows... Uh, he knows if we're shirking our responsibilities. He knows if we're not doing our duties. He knows. He's looking at us and saying, what in the world are you doing? And and where is this coming from? And uh, uh, we need to understand that we have responsibilities. Uh, we have responsibilities to do those things that are duty, to be reading our Bible, to be studying our Bible, to be getting closer to God, to help our brethren, to to help the guy down the road. And, and uh, uh we should take care of people. We are, you know, we don't want to be, as the Bible says in Luke seventeen ten, unprofitable servants. We want to be profitable. Uh, we want to we want to take care of the things that God has us to take care of. We want to go out and reach out to people. We want to reach out and uh, share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to do what's right in the sight of our husbands and wives and brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, employers. Uh, that's all God's duty, Stephanie. That's all what God has for us. So when you think of duty, Stephanie, and you think of responsibilities and what God has for us, and, and we better not show up with one sneaker when we get to heaven, but, but what do you think of? Well, I won't end up with one sneaker because I go barefoot most of the time. So my bigger problem is losing a flip-flop. You do go barefoot. And uh, most of the time you were married, you were barefoot and pregnant, praise God. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> going back. No, but the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of truth in that statement. Oh, but no, Second Timothy, um, I love First and Second Timothy. There's just so much so much there of just direction and instruction from the Lord. And um, 2 Timothy 2, 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And I think that's what sums up duty the best to me, um, is the fact that I don't belong to myself. I belong to 
the High King of Heaven. And he's laid out, he's given me, my entire instruction manual is laid out very clearly for me. And um, later on in 2 Timothy, um, towards the the last third of the chapter, um, just lays out some wonderful instruction, I think, of what duty looks like. It says, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. And I think that sums it up. You know, duty, our duty is to follow righteousness, faith, peace, charity with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. In other words, find people who are seeking God with all of their hearts. Find people who are right with God and who are in tune with the Lord and together serve God. Become that, you know, that unit, that special forces that God can use that he can count on, that he knows are going to do the job he's given them to do. And um, I think there's just a lot of power in just that concept of, you know, we have to be tough, and that doesn't mean it's fun. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, it says your hardness. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be hard, but yeah. that's what God's called us to do. And um, I think the faith principle comes in in a really powerful way. Um, in Hebrews, it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And that, that passage keeps going. But just God's clearly laid out what our duty is to walk before humbly. And Micah talks about, you know, he has shown the old man what is good and what the Lord doth require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. And, um, you know, if we spend time in God's word and say, God, what's my duty? You're my king. You're my captain. What do you have for me to do? And just coming to him and saying, I want to serve you. I want to walk worthy of you. And the Lord will clearly show us. He walks with us. He, His Holy Spirit indwells us as his children. And he'll show us what he wants us specifically to do, what our duty is in his army. Yeah. And um, it may not always be pretty jobs. Um no. But that doesn't matter. You know, it's it's that concept of being surrendered to him and being a living sacrifice and saying, I belong to you and I signed up. You know, you called. I enlisted. And what do you have for me to do? And that kind of spirit Paul had on that road to Damascus when when he, you know, had that encounter with Jesus and said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And where each person has to come to that point, um, PTSD or no PTSD, we're a soldier in God's army, and he doesn't give us any leeway either way to get out of fulfilling our duty as his soldier. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that, you know, when we, first, of all, first of all, I think the concept behind duty, I think, uh, you know, we all can quickly put that on a military term. Or we all can quickly put that on, you know, we have these duties to do at work. We we have these things to accomplish at work. But far too often we don't consider our responsibilities to God as duty. But it is. It's, it's, a, it's a duty. It's a requirement. A duty is a requirement. And uh, mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I think we give our kids chores. You know, we say, uh, all right, you got to sweep the floor or you have bathroom duty or you have to clean this or, or in the army, we used to, KP was the worst thing ever, Stephanie. So it was, <laughs> it's called kitchen police. And what they would do is about every 30 days you would get grabbed and you'd be sent to the chow hall to do whatever the cooks wanted you to do. And it usually required peeling potatoes, washing dishes, scraping the floor. I mean, when you serve food in the Army, at the end of the day, you're still there at 9 o'clock at night scrubbing floors. You're still there at 9 o'clock at night uh, scrubbing tables. You're still there at 9 o'clock at night doing all those things and making the place spotless. And then you get there at 6 in the morning and scrub the tables again and disinfect them. And then you get the trays out and then you cut the potatoes and you, you put eggs by two in little bowls that the, they cook them to order in the army, Stephanie. Did you, you, if you would have known that, you might have joined the army, but they, they, they they cook eggs to order. Yeah. Not in the field, but they, when you're in garrison, you can get a couple over medium pretty good and, and you crack like a gazillion eggs. It feels like, and you do all that, but you do it and you know, you got to do it because it's your job. And the quicker you get it done and the better you get it done. Uh, the more people are going to be satisfied, the more the boss is going to be happy, the more the cook that you're working for that day is going to be happy. And I, I guess the point I'm trying to make and add to what Stephanie was just talking about was uh, we try to do our duty the best we can uh, because we want to make our bosses happy. We want to make our parents happy. Uh, but, you know, we forget, we fall short when we realize that our service is to the Most High, the King of Kings, uh, the God that gives us breath, the God that takes away our breath, the God that gives us everything good. That's what we're doing duty about. And, and friends, uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you what that matters. And, and Stephanie, back to you. I just wanted to interject who we do duty for and realizing how great God is. We mentioned on uh, on Monday is knowing who God was. We, we talked about being quiet and uh, letting God work. And we talked about there in Mark 441, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? And that's part of it here. What manner of God are you serving today? Is he the true and living God? Anyway, back to you, Stephanie, as we talk about duty and as you talk about how how you get help doing your duty and those things that come to mind, I'm going to pass it back to you. Yeah, well, I, for me, um, I'm very thankful that I think a lot of, um, some, some of duty has to do with character. Yeah. And your concept of what your duty is goes back to your character. And I'm very thankful um, I grew up in a heavily um, influenced family when it came to military influence. And so there was very much the, um, it was drilled into us, you know, you do a job, you do it well, you do it right the first time, all of those kinds of things. And um, I'm thankful for that because that carries over into your adult life and it carries into how you view your walk with the Lord and how you view his, you know, the callings and the responsibilities he puts on you and, um, I think duty has a lot to do with being serious minded. And I know we talked about cheerfulness and, you know, can be cheerful and serious minded all at the same time. And, um, the concept of whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord yeah. and not unto men and heartily, you know, you're putting your whole effort into whatever God has given you to do, be it washing a toilet, making a meal, um, teaching, you know, whatever it is you're doing, 
um, from the what we would call the smallest task, most insignificant task. Let me tell you, clean bathrooms is not that's not an insignificant task. No, man, you got to have um, a clean potty. That's yeah. important. Yeah, <laughs> in our home with nine of us, that's very important. And um, so, yeah, whatever God gives you to do, doing it heartily. And um, whether they're for you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. And I think sometimes yeah. just even memorizing scripture can help you with your duty. Um, just picking out verses, um, even if it's just a couple of week, but verses that have to do with where your focus is um, as far as, you know, with with the calling God's given you of putting your whole heart into it. And um, there's a couple of verses in Peter um, towards the end of Second Peter and he's talking about, you know, um, chapter three, what it's going to look like in the, in the last days and all of these things. But um, verse 14 says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in, of him in peace without spot and blameless. And if we're living a life, if we're fulfilling that duty God's given us to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we will be found in him with peace, without spot and blameless. And the last verse of second Peter, I think is powerful because it it gives us, I think the best formula for fulfilling that of figuring out what our duty is. And Peter says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's good duty. You don't just, you just don't wake up one day and start fulfilling your duty. There's a growing process, you know, with our children. Um, I have some children that eat, have learned duty easier than others. I have some that are very focused, very serious, very, um, from the time, you know, my oldest from the time he was two, took anything I gave him to do very seriously. And then I have others that are much older than that. And I'm still trying to teach them to, to, to take it seriously. But everyone has their own growth process. Yeah. No, but they the do. point is, is, if we're growing, if we are growing and if we're um, increasing in that knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we won't we won't be able to know how to serve our captain, how to fulfill our duty, how to be a good soldier. If we're not trying to get to know him, if if our heart is not one of seeking to draw closer to him. And, you know, that I love the verse that says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Yeah, get close and, to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Try to get to know don't try make the decision because you know god will wants to know you and he wants you to know him so make that decision i've got i'm going to do what it takes to know you to know your word to know your will for my life because that's that's the basis of where you have to start so that you can fulfill your duty as a good soldier yeah and, and you know we covered that outline as we as we close up here with this particular session today we covered an outline for a christian life just uh you probably listened to it last week and the week before, uh, talking about how, or two weeks ago by the time you listen to this, sorry, and then the week before that. But as we talked about those things, those are our duties. Those are the requirements. Mm-hmm. That outline tells us what to do. It's the regulation. And uh, and we see some words. It's funny, but uh, Stephanie had turned to chapter 3 of Colossians. And we, we always pick a verse or two before we come on to make our podcast. And then along the way, she'll say something or I'll say something. And we find other verses. Um, but I, I was looking at some of our duties and what came to my mind was Colossians three. 
and and talking about that forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Those are duties. And if any man have a call against any, even as Christ forgave you, you do the same. Or it says, uh, also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity every day. Uh, put on love. Put on that love, uh, which is a bond of perfectness. And love makes you perfect. That's your duty. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, uh, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So that's waking up in the morning and studying and looking in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing uh, one another in psalms and hymns. That's all part of your duty, spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And then that great verse that uh, Stephanie quoted that I used to quote a million times to young Christians. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily in Colossians 3.23. And all this came from uh, the book of Colossians in chapter number three. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. And uh, I was thinking about that. You know, sometimes we want to look good for men. Sometimes we want to do the right things for men. But God says, no, stop that. It's not about that. It's about doing it for me. Well, folks, it's been great talking to you again today and visiting with you. And uh, and we, we just pray for you every day. We hope you're doing well. Stop by and see us out there at... Uh, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a line. Let us know what's going on with you. We really appreciate you. May God bless you and bless your family. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.